Back in November, my wife and I were in Bali on vacation and were surprised to see that most menus were dominated by vegan or plant-based meat alternative options. Maybe I'm naive and I don't know if this is just within my social circles, but 2019 seemed to be the year of the plant for a few reasons. One, Beyond Meat soars 163% in the biggest popping US IPO since 2000. Two, fast food restaurants like McDonald's and Burger King, they begin to offer things like the PLT Burger, the Impossible Whopper, hell, even White Castle slid into the game with its Impossible Slider. Three, you've probably also heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger and former UFC fighter James Wilkes' Netflix documentary, The Game Changers. It had lots of viewers blowing up social media about how they're gonna go vegan, and this is followed by an explosion of debate after Joe Rogan invites Chris Kresser to debunk the entire documentary. It became a whole thing. Today, I'm joined by Henry Ye, mid-market commercial banker at TD. He's a running buddy of mine, and we both went to the same B-school, although we graduated in different years. Some might say that Henry bleeds green, but it's not just because of his association with TD. Henry is also the co-founder of Sproutins, a community that advocates and enrolls others into exploring a plant-based lifestyle. So this episode, instead of swinging at the shrubs, I'm sitting down with Henry next to them, plucking at them, and I'm asking myself, is all this plant-based stuff just hype? Welcome to Progress Not Perfection, the leadership podcast where we grow through what we go through. My name is JQ and I'll be your co-pilot. Each episode, we sit down with leaders to explore how they build companies and communities, products and services with a vision for the greater good. We dig into how they create clarity and chaos as they wrestle with messy situations and also how they navigate their own career journeys along the way. If you're ready, let's step to it. Here I was, you know, a year and a half into into my my career uh, post MBA, and I was pretty pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was starting to look for, um, you know, there are other ways I can make an impact outside of the outside of the nine to five, right? And I started to look like what's like what's important to me, and the, and the more kind of soul searching I did, the more I realized, yeah, like environmental impact is something that's near and dear to me. And I come from a plant-based family, so I quickly made that connection. Like, hey, actually, the plant-based lifestyle has a strong correlation with the environment. So that's something that was was already within me. And uh, the birth of Spelton's came uh, was actually because uh, I, I met a friend who shared a similar desire of wanting to do something, wanting to advocate for a plant-based lifestyle, and uh, was looking for a new way of, of going about it. So we met at a friend's birth, mutual friend's birthday party. He had this idea, and I said, "Okay, that was great. You know, like maybe we should do something." Because individually, we do we have done quite a bit of uh, uh, work with this uh, existing uh, organizations, whether it's you know during a protest for closing uh, slaughterhouses or uh, for environmental uh, uh, protests. We've done that, or. Or sharing, you know, animal cruelty videos on the streets, talking to strangers. You know, individual- so you were, you were actually doing all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. And some of my friends have, you know, they've all done similar things, joining existing organizations and doing this kind of work mm. because cause those are our available uh, avenues, right? right? If you care about these things, you can easily join them. And they, they, they do great work. 
And uh, so when we when we met, you know, me and uh, uh, three others, we both are doing that individually. But we also feel like there 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 should be a better way to advocate for a plant-based lifestyle. One, the way that we think it's missing is kind of the fun aspect, right? If you mm-hmm. go to these, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's protests, marching and slaughterhouses. <laughs> Pretty uh, it's, gloom and doom. Yeah, kinda. it's very gloom and doom. And uh, it, it does send a message, uh, but it's also kind of scary, mm-hmm. right? So, so we want to advocate for essentially the same thing, but a different approach. You know, we want to make it more uh, inspirational, mm-hmm. uh, make it more fun. And make right. it less, um, make people feel less uh, judged, right. right? And actually, uh, I, w- I want you to keep going, but yeah. um, if we could pause, I- I'd love to. Um, assuming I know nothing about plant-based mm-hmm. lifestyles, what what is that? You know, like obviously from the description, it kind of sounds like you just eat plants. But mm-hmm. um, how would you describe a plant-based diet or nutrition from your pr- perspective? Yeah. So the the definition is just definitely uh, kind of ever-evolving itself, so I I should say that first. But essentially, a plant-based lifestyle is uh, someone who um, avoids, you know, eating anything that's uh, uh, animal-derived, right, whether directly or indirectly. Mm. Uh, So it could be vegan, 100%, you know, uh, no animals. Uh, in in your or derivatives in your in your food uh, consumption, it could be you know vegetarians uh, that has you know some eggs and some some dairy. Uh, so plant based is really um, one who 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 uh, uh, re- removes you know all animals uh, uh, from their con- food consumption. Yeah, got it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going. This is great. Yeah. So. With coming back to sprouting, we we felt like yeah okay let's 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 form a um, a platform that uh, advocates for plant based lifestyle in our approach right uh, which is which is uh, fun and uh, engaging inclusive and non judgmental mm. right uh, because a lot of these groups when we go we feel that uh, especially for newcomers even if you're vegan or vegetarians or whatnot you know you can help but feel like sometimes you're being judged if you're not the so called perfect. Uh, perfect vegan and in my mind I always believe that perfection is the enemy of good and that uh, that you know holding such a abstract standard onto people actually is uh, a hindrance to the movement so if you want more yeah. people to to do their part to contribute to helping the environment you need you need numbers you need masses you mm. need imperfect imperfect plant-based people you know tons of people doing their, their reduction in meat consumption rather than you need a let's say it's 100 imperfect plant-based people than one perfect vegan right yeah and, and you know it's I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because even throughout conversations i'd say over the last year mm-hmm. um even outside of plant-based meals and diets um you have people who are pescatarian and that's mm-hmm. fish only mm-hmm. um and then after you and i had talked a little bit i was like maybe i'll be a flexitarian mm-hmm. where i just want to eat meat sometimes but mm-hmm. i ha- now am more conscious of of reducing meat mm-hmm. consumption yeah. and then you kind of move uh, towards the spectrum where you have more you know flexitarian or, or pescatarian someone who is primarily uh, a plant-centric but that does eat fish, right? All the way down to the And then all the way to, right. yeah, 100% vegan. Right. Uh, so I think these are good reference points. However, um, 
it's uh, I think I think getting away from labels uh, should be done eventually mm. uh, because no no one in my mind is actually absolutely a hundred percent of something right. right because the argument goes back the mere existence of us is actually you know a bit of a disruption to the environment already right so you mm. cannot abs- even if you eat hundred percent vegan you know growing vegetable and things like that still would require killing insects and animals and right, moving right. land, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I think these are these categories or classifications are helpful in terms of uh, having a reference or a benchmark. But uh, sometimes if we get too fixated on that, it actually become, becomes detrimental as well. So, For context for our listeners, are you a vegetarian or a vegan? Yeah, so I was uh, born vegetarian. Uh, in the in the in the past two years, I've been uh, trying to become as vegan as possible. Uh, so, for example, cooking at home, you know, grocery shopping, it's a hundred percent vegan, mm. uh, and uh, and also becoming much more conscious of of my consumption in clothing, accessory, and things I use. Right. Just trying to do all I can uh, to 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 lead a kind of a vegan or plant based or plant centric lifestyle. As Henry continued to share his story, my thoughts began to drift towards bubble tea? The plastic straw, the the cup, the wrapper, those all require plastic and their single-use consumption before it gets not recycled, but more often than not thrown out. Multiply that by all the times I hit up my bubble tea fix on an annual basis, that's a lot of waste. What would it look like if I had a reusable bubble tea cup? How or why have you started to shift more towards like the plant-based everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a matter of my uh, personal learning as well, right? So around the same time we started uh, Sproutins, uh, I started to look more into this, right? So like I mentioned before, I was born as a vegetarian. And uh, so I never really look into that as a lifestyle choice or the right. reason for it was just the way doing things were. It's just the things were and the, the way I was brought up. And so as I started sprouting, wanting to advocate for this kind of lifestyle, uh, I started to you know read more into it, right? Whether it's United Nations, you know, inter mm-hmm. panel, uh, uh, IPCC's reports, uh, or you know, watching documentaries on Netflix, I started to. Uh, learn about it more and the more I learn about it the more I want to make you know in my mind the right choice or the right decision uh, for, for, for the environment also personally for health as well so that's why I decided you know, you know drastically reduce uh, dairy consumption cutting out eggs and etc mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. and more, move more towards you know a, a whole food or plant based uh, lifestyle but wh- why is that important to you? I think that's still missing for me. It's like I, I get that you're mm-hmm. being educated, and now that you have that knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could just do that yourself at home, right. right? But it feels like there's something within you that's kind of calling you to to share that, right? The whole idea of Sprouts is mm-hmm. is to advocate, correct, and to, yeah. and to enroll people in that. Yeah. Um, why is this so important for you? Yeah, because I think. Um, when given the information, uh, people would make the a better, you know, the right choice or the better choice. So for me, uh, I feel like for the most part of my life, I have become a defendant of my lifestyle. Like I was great, you know, uh, growing up, I was great at 
uh, people asking me questions. Hey, Henry, why are you a vegetarian? And I play, I play on varsity sports, right? You know, being in those locker room situations, people say, hey, you should eat meat to bulk up, to be bigger and stronger, etc. So oh, over you were the that years, kid, so you got like pegged on. I was that, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, oh, you're the vegetarian. I guy. was a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, I was, I was also the, the the team captain of my high school basketball team, so that helped a little bit <laughs> limiting those questions. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I became, I became pretty good at defending my lifestyle choice. And uh, so you could, you could, you know, people could ask me and I would just explain to them and then it would kind of shut down the conversation or this questioning. But then um, past few years, I started to realize that um, your own, like your own personal action actually has very, very small impact, right? So I feel that, you know, the, we need to somehow scale this. We need to somehow uh, get more people to first, you know, be exposed to the, the latest information we have. And whether it's that through watching documentary or, or through discussions or sending people re, uh, resources, articles to read. You know, I, I, I still feel like that's the output. You know, yeah. and, and uh, thank you, like, thanks in advance for letting yeah. me just call you out on that. Yeah. But um, it's still like knowledge and then growing that knowledge base. Yeah. But but what's like the the purpose behind, like why is there an imperative for, for you personally? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Did you have a- I feel like for me personally, wanting more people to be, to be aware and be part of the solution is important, mm. right? Because we all want to, me personally, want to, uh, you know, leave the world a better place than we found it, mm-hmm. right? So this is my way of going about it. It's that uh, we we all we all can de- be part of the solution if we make the right decision and take that appropriate action so for me it was imperative that more people recognize you know whether it's science or our impact you know on the planet Mm -hmm. the more people can recognize that the better decisions we'll make and therefore a better world that we can leave for the future generations because most likely in our generation the world will likely still be livable still be fine Right. Uh, what about our kids? What about our, our kids, kids? kids? Yeah, and I'm one of those people that I definitely want to leave a world a better place uh, than we found it, and I don't want to wait until I personally have kids and have that realization. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. I want to take action in advance, and I also recognize that my personal action is very limited. Right. We need lots of people to to do five percent rather than a few individuals doing a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there are different reasons. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that yeah. pe- that people get into this this whole you know uh, yeah. shift of eating choice and even like consumption. It kind of sounds yeah. like uh, you've mentioned a few of those, but but if you were to like summarize mm-hmm. the the top reasons for plant based lifestyles, what what would those look like? Yeah. So typically, uh, people do if uh, there are three primary buckets. I would say one is the environment, which we touched on uh, already. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is and that's uh, through like meat production, meat production, and the, the impact. Yeah, okay. I, I animal agriculture industry. Uh, that, that's uh, one environment, and two would probably be you know, personal health. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, consuming too much meat is not good for your health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Third one is animal cruelty, right? I think uh, innately a lot of most of people are animal lovers, right? So people you know care about care about animals' well-being. So I'll say yeah, these three are probably the the, the primary uh, reasons, uh, mm. loosely defined, of course. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels like animal cruelty. Um, 
I'm assuming the correlation here is closely tied to the idea of me production, mm -hmm. right? Where, where if you want to personally mm -hmm. advocate for the removal of animal cruelty, you boycott cow, chicken, slaughterhouses. And, and as a result, the idea is that eventually demand mm -hmm. wanes to mm -hmm. the point that companies seek other forms of revenue, like, right. like Beyond Meat Burgers. And right, exactly, kind of exactly, exactly. Yep. Is, is there much more than that for the animal cruelty side or...? Um, yeah, there's there's that, that last side uh, that kind of explain the emergence of these new crops of companies, right? And then another side is um, and seeing animals as individual living beings, right? You know, kind of like because nowadays we 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 look at household pets, right. cats and dogs, right. very different than we look at chicken, pigs, cattle. We don't look at them the same. Oh man, way. you should see my Instagram <laughs> feed. It's all like dogs of Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. So and and I think there's an opportunity to, for us to kind of take a step back and see that you know all of these are individual living beings. And that uh, if we go to animal sanctuary, you know, you get to interact with these other animals other than household pets. You know, you really start to make that connection uh, from one individual to a living being. So that's one. That's the other aspect of it, right? A mm -hmm. lot of plant-based people who choose uh, to go plant-based because of animal reasons, they start to see these individual beings as living beings rather than food. Right. Right. Um, this is all really helpful because I feel like I'm getting a crash course on plant-based <laughs> living. Um, Sustainability comes up a lot with climate change. You know, Greta hit person of the year, right? Sure, As, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because Greta, of what yeah. she's calling out. And um, is it really a big as big of a deal as, as people say it is? Like, how do you see um, meat production levels affecting climate sustainability? Yeah, so this is the... Uh, when it comes to environment, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, gets beca it becomes a science, right? It becomes... Um, more science-based approach that we need to kind of talk about it. So currently, um, the latest uh, statistics we have um, is that animal agriculture industry in total, globally, mm -hmm. contribute about 15% of greenhouse gas emissions, right? So you can find this um, on uh, United Nations IPCC report. Okay. Uh, you can look it up, uh, Joseph Poor from Oxford University. So it's about 15%. So, but the thing is, um, if you, like, what's the most powerful thing an individual like you and I could do is that we can reduce that 15%, you know, by changing our, by changing our diet, mm -hmm. right? So, and that, when you do that, you don't just reduce 15% of CO2 personally. You actually free up the land that's currently being used to, to grow crops to feed livestock, right. right? So that land that you now uh, can kind of take back and give it back to nature, it will add and be able to put forest back, will actually create additional storage for the carbon, right? Right. So overall, in an ideal world, yeah, that's that's that, that's the idea. That's what we're less land, for. exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, less land to grow uh, stocks for animals that we can actually eat the crops ourselves directly. Mm -hmm. So take out animals as a middleman, as this was referenced multiple times in the Game Changers, right? right. So that's kind of the idea is to to uh, roll back these CO2 emissions by choosing a plant-based lifestyle. This is what everyday consumers like you and I can do. Got it. That's good. Um, going back to Sproutons, uh, what, what do events really look like? What do you guys do to, to build awareness and... Yeah, so 
at the at Sproutons, we we have done a bunch of different things. We kind of started off as you know doing uh, like a plant based private dining experience uh, for people, and uh, and we have done you know all kinds of social gathering potlucks and whatnot. So over the past two years, we have learned that. Uh, we want to focus on our core activities. So what are core activities now is that uh, we do documentary watching and sharing. Okay. So we do that about three to four times a year. And usually these are groups of, you know, 20 people or less. Uh, and we do uh, documentary watching such as, let's say, let's say, Cowspiracy. And we slice the Cowspiracy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We slice the document. We're not gonna make you watch the whole thing. Mm. We slice it into three bite-sized formats, usually 10, 10 to fifteen minutes each, and then follow from each segment. We have a small group discussion, kind of like a breakout room, Got and it, we okay. get people. Because the idea is to learn something new for mm-hmm. the attendees, and then uh, have opportunity to discuss Got to it, crystallize yeah. your learning. So, documentary watching and discussion is one of our key events. This is how we raise awareness. And the second thing we do is uh, cooking class. But cooking classes are super uh, hands-on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's very... Like how to make a... How to make a vegan mac and cheese, for awesome. example. Okay. Right? Or a veganized mapo tofu, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those dishes that people will eat uh, on a regular basis. Right. And uh, so it's super hands-on, small group, and it's to teach you everyday recipes. And uh, you can, you know, you can cook for yourself, mm. right? So cooking class is another one we do. In the summer, we do a short cleanup and the vegan barbecue, Got right? It, so yeah. to, to start a short cleanup, you know, this is how we sh- give back, show we care about environment by rolling up our sleeves. And we work with the city of Vancouver to get the equipment and uh, arrange oh, cool. recycling and all that. Uh, and vegan barbecue is just a portion where we showcase that, hey, you can have, you can still have a delicious plant-based barbecue, mm. you know, just keeping the animals off of the grill, right? right. And uh, it's just for us to showcase and change people's perception. We want people to come to our event and feel like, wow, like it's still fun, it's still delicious, and like no animal cruelty, right? Mm. Uh, and then year ends, we usually do a potluck or dinner, uh, just right. get to people so to pretty, socialize. It's pretty intimate. Yeah, like. we tried. The, so our approach is really about high quality events. People like, you know, come in, it's fun, it's casual. Uh, nobody's feeling being judged and the median touch like meaning that we're not gonna pepper you with service and questions and follow with you we're gonna you know we're gonna follow with you once in a while just to see how the journey is going because what that's what spotness is for we want to be supportive right and then lastly is the zero judgment right mm-hmm. absolutely nobody will ever make you feel like your small change is not not enough any kind of change whether it's on a meal basis or you do meals monday as brothers, we always recognize that because change is not easy and we want to support you along the way. That's cool. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about the cooking class, mm-hmm. it, it got me thinking, oh my gosh, like if I was to start, I would have no idea because um, I feel like all of the meals that I eat, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty full of meat. And, and it's also not like necessarily a conscious thing where I'm like, oh, you know, what's on the menu or... Yeah. Or when, when I'm going grocery shopping, it feels like I don't necessarily have a, a plan or a mm-hmm, target mm-hmm. To, to get to. Um, so I feel like there might be quite a lot of obstacles for people to get started with plant-based lifestyles. So for people who are exploring switching, what are the most common obstacles that they should be aware of and, and how to overcome them? Yeah, so uh, knowing like what to eat or how to uh, prepare is definitely crucial. Uh, so with 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 food itself, um, 
there's a lot, you know there are tons of uh, recipes out there. Uh, if you if you're someone who loves cooking, even the Game Changers the movie, mm-hmm. his website has a dedicated page for recipes. So if you're one that likes to cook on your own, uh, there's that. And if you are one that you know needs to uh, uh, eat out quite often, there are you know uh, there are apps and lists that uh, uh, depending which city you're from, you know that can give you guidance in terms of like hey what are some of the you know uh, favorite uh, yeah palm based restaurants in town. Well, you mentioned one when we were at dinner. Um, what was that? Gome? Is that one? Gome? Is that is that a is that an app? Uh, no. So for apps, there's a there's a new one called a uh, 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 billion uh, billion veg. If you type in billion veg in your app store, okay, it, it's actually an international oh, uh, app that shows you all the cities like where are the plant based restaurants. restaurants and also options within non plant based restaurants. Because uh, nowadays a lot of restaurants are catered into this movement, right? right. So a lot of them have actually great so options. Veg. Any other Dillion ones? Veg. Uh, I personally use it. And then there's Happy Cow. Happy Cow is a more of a... Happy Cow? Happy Cow, yeah. It's a, it's a bit of an older, uh, not as slick, uh, but it is still functional. Uh, Happy Cow is another uh, popular one people use. Uh, to find the restaurants sweet yeah so i would say yeah, f- if that's if it comes down food these are kind of like the the go-to moves uh but most importantly the, uh, the biggest obstacle i would say is, is social right oftentimes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, friends who come to sprouting events they say hey like i don't know like what to do in a social context right uh they, i don't know how to explain like why mm-hmm. i'm choosing this lifestyle or i'm reducing me oh man um, i got ragged so much <laughs> Yeah. In the first week, they're like, "Oh, really? You're yeah. a flexitarian? What is that?" Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. "Oh, anyway, uh, yes, I, I see where you're going with this." And and that kind of circles back to why we found the Sproutons, right? Because mm. uh, we understand many people are oftentimes the first one ever in their family or their circle of friends who are you know making this kind of lifestyle choice or to cut down meat, and uh, they feel alone, right? Loneliness in this transition is very much real. So that's why we found Sproutons, to have a social uh, environment. People can come to our events and meet like-minded inv- individuals uh, who may very much be on the same, you know, same journey or same, on the same spectrum as you are. Right. And, of course, there are people who, who have been on the journey a little bit longer that like, can maybe provide some guidance. Right? So there's lots of resource sharing, lots of uh, uh, social support uh, within Sproutons itself, and people become friends uh, as a result, right? and helping mm-hmm. each other. And, Making each other, you know, stay on, stay, stay on this journey. Right. Um, so yeah, social is a big one, and uh, that's 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 why we're here. You know, you um, from personal experience, I know that you're a marathon runner, mm-hmm. and we've run together in a few runs. Mm-hmm. Um, how how does this how does that aspect of your life in terms of physical fitness uh, tie into all this? Yeah, I I personally believe one of the most effective and most powerful way of advocacy is through being the living proof, right? Uh, so I come from, you know, never come from a plant-based family, actually third generation, if, if, uh, if we count it, and never had meat in my life. Uh, so to, to me, the most effective way is simply be the living proof, right? If I've never had meat, if I, you know, lead this plant-centric lifestyle, um, can I still do the things I want to do, mm-hmm. right? Can mm-hmm. I still get up and run 10K? Can I go join a marathon and have these kind of life experiences, right? Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of take it upon myself that, hey, I, sh- I, I should be able to have these experiences and be able to not just survive, but to be able to thrive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to advocate that it's a healthy uh, living. 
and that's this that's the the simplest way to advocate for something right if let's say if i'm on the other hand uh someone who cannot run 5k without losing his breath or you know does not look healthy <laughs> right. uh etc cetera, etc cetera, and i ask you to, that. to hey try to be like me yeah. the first thing you'll be you're gonna look at me yeah. and you, you're gonna be say you're gonna say no no man i'm just gonna make my decision that way right, right. So, so that's kind of that's kind of like my approach. Is like, hey, I want to have these life experiences and be able to thrive upon doing them while and leading a, the, this lifestyle. And you've uh, you've set quite a few goals in terms of running um, for your thirties, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I started running my first full marathon uh, when when I turned thirty, and uh, so and uh, it's uh, it's yeah, kind of became my goal where. I know that running a marathon is a full marathon. That's not necessarily good for your health or your knees or, or whatnot. But I kind of want to do it uh, throughout my thirties. So I said that hey, I want to do one full marathon per year during my thirties and and stop doing it when I turn forty. Has that been going? It's been going. It's been going okay. Uh, running for marathon is always a struggle, and uh, but I find that if I do one per year, it kind of like anchors my year, right? Every year I, I try to train one and kind of always kind of uh, keeps me in shape. Uh, because I have, if I have like goal, right? So yeah, so so far so good. Awesome. Um, I think we've kind of dug a lot into like why Sproutons, mm-hmm. what it is. Um, one thing I feel like is is kind of missing right now, and and then maybe mm-hmm. we'll wrap after that. But is, um, what's been frustrating, uh, throughout launching the the organization? What's, <laughs> you know, what's been hard? What's, has it been like smooth sailing, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna be plant-based like for life now uh what what does that look like yeah there's definitely lots of uh lots of struggles uh that's a great question um i think one thing and this this is a classic one i think our, our friends at uh, at ivy will love this one thing is leadership right um it's like okay we, we we co-founded this group right we want to advocate for this lifestyle but um like leadership like the direction of the group Right, it's it's a it's a constantly a, a struggle. Like, I ask myself, like, where do I want to take Sproutons? Right, what mm-hmm. what do my co-founders like? What direction do we sh- should we head down? You know, how should we plan our events? You know, what are things we should work on? So that's always a tough one. And uh, what's the proper approach? Right, is this too much? Uh, is this is this too intense? Or is this not enough? This is too soft. This is too weak, right? So a lot of considerations. Uh, so overall, let's just uh, loosely put it, put it under leadership, you know. And within leadership, uh, a lot of times is how do we get people uh, excited, want to do this type of work? Like how do we uh, transform an individual who has been a defending of his or her lifestyle to now become a, an advocate, right? Kind of like the personal transformation I've made where I was really good defending my choice, mm-hmm. but then now I'm, I want to be more of an advocate, right? Because that takes work. That takes some basic knowledge. That takes a willingness to do that, right? Uh, so that's something that uh, I, we, we struggle with, and we, we that's why we always try to emphasize the kind of impact, like, wh- like why are we doing this, right? Uh, like how does this correlate with the environment, right? Uh, why should people care? So that's something that uh, we think about at, at the Sproutons a lot. Um, so yeah, kind of going forward is that we you know we've simplified our activities to the, the four that I mentioned, and just trying to get better at it and get more people to have that kind of experience of coming to our events, be exposed to this idea. Because end of the day, we're not gonna you know, be there through and through with everyone's transformation, but we kind of want to be at the front, the, the onset, 
at the front, kind of the activation, the initiation right. of getting people to like, hey, realize this is something that we can be a part of a solution rather than being a problem unknowingly. Yeah. Mm, the spark. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Has there ever been a moment where um, you're like, eh, you know what? I'm done. I just kind of want to quit. Uh, <laughs> has that yeah. happened over the last two years? Yeah, absolutely. When we sink in, you know, uh, weeks of planning or hours of kind of hashing, uh, birthing an event, doing marketing, trying to get people to come, and it turned out it's crap. Right? What, was, what was the worst one? Uh, worst one, I think we had three people. And was that the and three founders? One of them was my girlfriend. Um, yeah, we had three people who, who came to our event. It was documentary watching, and uh, it was just, you know, disappointed, right? You're like, yeah. hey, you're trying to do something that, that uh, will get people interested, excited. You're putting, sinking all this time, but the turnout is just crap. Yeah, there are moments where you like, you kind of want to fold, where you like. What did that feel like? It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's disappointing and it's, it sucks because you feel like more people should care about this issue, right? More people should try to learn about this. And yet, like, sometimes it seems like people just don't care. And uh, you definitely want to shut down and uh, you definitely feel like, hey, I can do something more fun with my time. Mm. Um, but I think what, what, you know, what keeps us going is, it's, um, it's going back to going back to that going back to the impact, right? Because if I think to myself, okay, in ten years of time, what kind of issues will I care about then? Mm-hmm. Right? That's in ten years. I have a kid and all this and that. I think I will still care about the environment. I think I will still care about leaving the world a better place than I found it, right? So, although like the work we're doing now may not seem to have a huge impact, but the people who are exposed to this idea, being part of the solution now. Over time, they they can all become sprouting. They can all have their own impact in their circle of friends. Right, and that's kind of what keeps like you know what kind of keeps us going. It's this idea, right? I, I want to work on issues that I will still care about over the long term. I want to work on them now because I still have the time. I love that. It, it, it's really cool that you could be doing nothing with your evenings. You could be watching Netflix and, yeah. and hanging out, and and not to say that you don't. Um, but to take that that step of of taking action, um, yeah. I, I feel like over the past year it, it, it's popped up a lot more. Yeah. Um, where where enough people have done that, you know, a, a colleague of mine, his name is Sages. Mm-hmm. He um, he brings uh, metal straws around with him everywhere he goes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, and the first time he did that, I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And um, and then he offers it to anyone who doesn't have one right and then he's like you don't need a plastic straw yeah. why don't i give you why don't i give you mine yeah that's great um and i'm like that's so weird but 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 the more he did it yeah. it was almost like as he goes he's making his own impact and so absolutely um, absolutely really cool that you're doing this no i yeah i love what your friend's doing that's awesome man that's yeah.